I'll be a gracious host. How you doing? Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you too. All right, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions proudly brings to you the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is a lavender lover of Ace Blade, Denny J. Quick. And together we are your two award-winning Blurred Comic creators here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and host some other programs. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and preview this review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Uh, today we have no guests. We were no supposed guests. to have a writer, pop culture reviewer, and producer, uh, but I have no idea. So it's just Danny and me. So if you are listening yes. live. Definitely talk to us in the comments. And hey, if you want to join us, let me know. I, I, I'll send you an invite real quick and you can join the conversation. But yeah, uh, yeah. somebody jump on in here. We, we would love to. And me, me and me and Kyron can talk for for hours if y'all want. Sure. But, um, you know, let's have some fun with it, man. How you been doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, man. But I do want to go back to what we were talking about before the show started. You're talking about you're building an escape room at the shop. And it's it's connected to your new your villain coming up. So let's let's go back into that because you you brought up that your villain is very inspired by one of my favorite villains, the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so that's my top five right there. This I, I yeah I, the, yeah the Riddler was definitely definitely one of those. Um, I I so I hadn't told anybody yet. So this is an announcement. This is team yeah. spoiler alert. Kyron has Kyron has officially taken over team spoiler alert. Um, I told him in privacy, in the privacy of our group chat, uh, there's no privacy of pre-recorded, uh, off-screen, off not live. But yes, we are um, building an escape room here in the in the comic book studio. So, um, you know, the goal is to bring people in to you know give them an experience that they can connect to the, um, the comic book characters, Ace Blade, King Supreme, Lumberjacks. And all these wonderful villains and, and stuff that that um, we have fun making and creating, and um, you know that's what that's what my my last two weeks have been. That's why I haven't been posting as much. You know, I kind of been um, building this this wall in here and uh, building a little room and designing puzzles and stuff like that. And it's been kind of fun. Me and my wife are um, you know have been doing pretty much most of it our our all ourselves. So um, we're having fun with it, man. It's gonna it's gonna be kind of cool. Now, are you building a fourth wall? Yeah. Um, <laughs> technically, no. Oh, damn it! All right. The, the fourth wall was always all there. Uh, <laughs> so we built, built three walls. We built three walls, but but right. the concept is still the same. You will be walking into the fourth wall, and okay, through, and you will enter the universe. So yeah. 
Um, okay. But yeah, well, this is a, a new villain that um, somebody, some of y'all may have seen. I posted. Um, what's up, uh, PJ? Tattershaw is in the building. He's a that's a a, a, a nice. Uh, he's got a nice couple of stories that he's been working on. He sent me um sent me some previews. So um, hopefully okay. we can uh, we can help him out creating those. But um, yeah, the the escape room. You know that the the villain that I posted about last week, Eureka. Um, she is going to be kind of my Riddler, Jigsaw, um, you know, type whoa, of villain. Whoa, whoa. So you you won't have people like cutting off limbs, or no, no, no. She's gonna be. She's definitely more Riddler than Jigsaw. Um, okay, but but you know the the type of <laughs> that leaves clues, and for they they want you to you know figure out the case or whatever. Um, she has a compulsion to. Um, to, to solve crimes, it's, you know, it's all rooted, like most villains, it's all rooted in a past trauma that she has, a mystery that she's trying to figure out. But um, I think I've always loved Riddler. Riddler, uh, Jim Carrey Riddler is one of my favorite uh, interpretations of that character. I know I know people hate that that movie. Well, that was Batman. Okay, so uh, Danny is no longer part of the show to bring up the Jim Carrey Riddler. That is ridiculous. You gonna disrespect the riddler like no, <laughs> don't no. We're gonna give Danny one more chai. Okay, all right. Jim Carrey okay. was iconic as the no, oh oh damn. See, no, we are not gonna do that today, Devil. Mm-mm. We are not gonna do that today. Do not put Jim Carrey. No, there are so many iterations of the riddle that are better than Jim Carrey. Let's try one more time. Who who's your favorite Riddler then? Who's the who's the best Riddler? The most recent oh, one, the Robert old. Pattinson Riddler. Actually, I have not seen the Batman yet, so I don't know. I no, as far as that Riddler, I don't know, but but it's definitely not Jim Carrey. Um, the nineteen the sixties Batman Riddler was actually very close to the comic book Riddler. Dope iteration, but my okay. favorite is going to be the animated series Riddler. He was all with the suit. He was decked out. He was cool but quirky. That that's too, the best Riddler. He was too cool though. Like he was he was definitely cool. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think I, I think the um Arkham Knight series, the, the video game Riddler was kind of cool. Okay, there I you like go. The Riddler. Um see there are so many options that you could do outside of Jim Carrey. But Jim Carrey's Riddler. Bruh, like was associated as one of the worst Batman movies of all time. That's not his fault. It's not his fault that the movie that people didn't like the movie. It's not his fault. He was the best. He might have been. The, I don't know if he was the best part of that movie. That so that was. Uh, Tommy Lee that Jones was, was pretty good in that movie, though. Who? That's Two Face. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones did did his thing, but, but yeah, yeah. again, that was the same version of Two Face. Like that was a. Yeah. I, we won't. We don't. We don't have to argue. We don't have to argue. <laughs> I, I like it. I like Jim Carrey. I don't think okay. I've, I've seen. I don't think I've seen Jim Carrey in, in anything that I didn't like. The Truman Show. The Cable Guy. Is probably bottom three, <laughs> Jim okay. Carrey movie. But still, it was enjoyable at the time. At the time, it was enjoyable. Okay. I'm out. I will yeah. agree. Jim Carrey is a phenomenal actor for what he does, and there aren't a lot of things I can think of off the top of my head where I've been like, I did not like him in this. Yeah, but that Batman movie was definitely the worst. No, I mean, I, so yes. uh, 
we're doing top five. Our top five this week is top five perfect films. And a Jim Carrey-led movie is probably going to make my list. Mm. I'm trying to think of what it could be based off of knowing you. I know it's not Truman's show. I know it's not Truman's show. It can't be Truman's show. It might be. Truman's show is... Truman Show is a great film, bro. It is. It is. But a perfect movie, though? You don't think so? You don't think that could qualify? I don't know. I don't... Um, no. The commentary, the, the, commentary the, 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 the casting, like the, the slow yeah. the slow psychosis that, that he built, you know, okay. through the character. The, man, come on. That that movie was great. I mean, like, it was for, especially for him, like, you knowing at the time that he's a, he was at the height of his comedic career. Demolition Man was a good one. Wait. Demolition Man was wait, a really, was, really good movie. Was Carrie in Demolition Man, or were he just saying that Demolition no, Man no, was a good no, movie? Probably, okay. No, that was uh, Wesley Snipes and... Uh, yeah. And uh, um, Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah. Demolition Man is is very top t- a top tier movie. I don't know if it's gonna make my top five, but uh, it's okay. It's our a, standards are really low for saying Demolition Man's a top tier movie. Dude. No, it's no. A, Demolition Man for like, and that's one of the rules that we were talking about because for its time, like when it came out, Demolition Man was kind of was like Terminator. Like Terminator Two was, and is still an amazing film. Lonzo Star in the building. What's happening? Yes. Um, okay, Terminator Two is an amazing film, and it holds up to this day as yeah. a watchable film. Demolition Man yeah. is not a film I can go back and rewatch it and be like, "This is entertaining." At the time when I was what twelve, thirteen when I came out, yeah, that was fun. But going back now, I'm like, "This is ridiculous, stupid, and not as en- enjoyable." I'm sorry. I, I mean. It's it's still good. Like you know, you know what you know. One movie that's gonna make my list. Uh, God Gordon, damn, I do now. <laughs> people know, people know how I feel about that movie. It is a perfect film, especially from the from the casting to the soundtrack to the story and the villain. Come on now. If you if you haven't guessed, he's talking about the Karate Kid. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Karate Kid cannot touch Barry Gordy's last dragon. I don't care. I do not care. All right. Jim Carrey in 23, which I don't remember what that was about. It sounds familiar, but I don't remember what 23 was. So I'll have to go back, Sean, and watch that. Uh, Snack God says, Demolition Man is a top-tier movie. Sylvester Stallone, Leslie Snipes were top stars back then, and the movie holds weight to how our society is now. That is, I you know, on that I, it does hold. It does hold. Yeah. As yeah. far as like the acting and all that, special effects, I can't say it holds up well. But an allegory to what our current state is, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Um, right. What's been going on with you, though, man? I know you got some, uh, I know you've been doing some new art. I see you uh, uh, finally announced Saw 4. It's coming to Kickstarter. What's up with that? All right, so software has been in the works for like a month now, maybe two. I mean, I had the script ready beginning of the year, but I was dealing with StarCore and other stuff, so that got mm-hmm. pushed back. But yeah, StarCore is almost done. We have like six more pages of artwork to be completed. And then 
where we've done the layouts for about six pages of software. Um, I also have a variant cover that's already been done. I'm going to announce that and display that. And I'll be honest, when I got the artist to do this, this is one of my favorite artists. Uh, I'm sure right now. Fan. No, no. Since you since you you spilled the beans on my joint, <laughs> I feel like I should just share my screen and just show them the art because I've had it for a while now. Did I show that to you? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, did yeah, I? You did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Wait, did I show you? Well, crap. Did I? Well, see, this is why I don't have admin rights for you, <laughs> so you can't <laughs> display that. Hey, I don't remember hey, showing uh, that to you. Lonzo said, Lonzo said he needs some acolyte art. Kyra, you need to make it right. happen, bro. Crap, yeah, I, I don't know if you see it. Lonzo, I already got, I got, I got Kyra to do my, uh, my first, my very special, special variant uh, cover artist edition. So, uh, it came out pretty good, and I, you know, I colored it myself. I colored it myself. So, you know. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get more people to get Kyron on on that cover art, man. It instantly sells. Hey, you know, Alonzo, why did I call him Alonzo? Alonzo, if you want to hit me up, I, I have some space open where I can do a commission. Um, I still am working on some pages for Sean Barbour and our book together, I Drive for Server, which I think I have like five more pages to draw. So Alonzo, if you want to hit me up, I could probably pull something out mid-August, if you're not in the time crunch, man, I can do it, man. Just let me know. But yeah, outside we also, of... We also have, what? We also have a project coming up, uh, me and me and Kyron. Uh, but, okay, um, go ahead. I haven't, go ahead. We're spilling all the tea right now. Is that what's going on? We're spilling all the tea? I haven't even sent Kyron the script. I sent them a layout, I mean, outline for the script, but I haven't even put the script together. Or the character designs. Or anything, I just was like, "Hey, Kyra, let's work on it together." <laughs> was that <laughs> what that like, image was though? You you randomly sent me a a, a a picture with no context. You just dropped it in my message. I was like, "What is this?" And you You're never told to me know. what it was for. That's what it was for. F- you supposed to know. Okay, I figured that was for, but you didn't give me any information after that. Like even when I asked, "What is if this I for?" You, if I send you a random picture at three a.m. Know it's about comics. I'm not trying to like. I wouldn't just be randomly sending you stuff. I probably woke up. You and do like, that hey, all the time. <laughs> this is a good idea. It's gonna be random, but it's gonna be purposeful. It's gonna be have a purpose to it. I'm gonna wake up and be like, "Oh shoot, this would be a good idea. I need to send this to Kyron." I do the same thing to Morgan and Wally also. So just welcome in. Yeah. Just welcome yourself into the inner circle. Cause that's just how it is when you when you work with me, man. I'm sending you random stuff, and you just got to figure out what it is. I, I told my wife the other, about you called me, and it was like four o'clock in the morning my time, and you're like, Kyron, wake up! It's seven o'clock my time. You should be awake also." <laughs> I was like, "No, fool. <laughs> this hey, this is why you don't get your phone out to people." <laughs> I remember waking up and seeing I had a voicemail. I was like, who the hell called me that early? And I looked, and I was like, Danny. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, man. Just, you know, you got to expect the, the random 7 a.m., uh, 4 a.m. Uh, Pacific time call. That's what Anyways. you are dealing with me, bro. Swear. All right. So, yeah, I mean, like Danny said, we're working on a book together. 
Um, I'm probably going to start that right after I finish the book for Sean. So nice. we'll we'll see how that turns out. Danny's got this crazy idea about some superhero guy named Super Guy, and you know I'm I'm drawing because he he's paying me for it, but I I don't know how good it's going to be. As long as it gets made, no, it's, it's going to get made one way or the other. It's going to get made. Oh, all right. Oh, what's going on here? Danny needs to what? Danny needs to up the. <laughs> Danny needs to up the Comcast Wi-Fi in the store. This is facts. This is a. This is uh. This is singular wireless uh Wi-Fi. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Not, it's actually sprit, and the, the the bad thing about it is, is like this area. So this area that I'm in is actually going through gentrification right now. So like they're supposed to be putting fiber optic in over here, but I feel like they're they purposefully um, have have like legit like this area. This whole area is like a dead spot for cell towers and for internet, right? Okay. So I feel like they're purposefully not putting the resources into this area to drive so pe- to drive people out so that they can prepare for the people coming in because they literally are building a highway through here they're building like the infrastructure is coming but they're not giving people access to it yet so, so what you're saying is the area that they're they're have the worst wi-fi and internet connection is it predominantly black in that area is that what you're trying to tell me yep okay that's what I'm saying. It's black and Hispanic all, right. all over here. But about seven miles down the street, it's glorious. <laughs> it's glorious <laughs> over there. <laughs> all right. So is there any way we can move the shop seven miles down the street? Get you nah, like it's, somebody. It's too expensive, <laughs> it's too expensive okay. down there, bro. I right, can't there you go. go. You can come to Cali. No, no, no. We've talked about y'all's prices out there. I I will I will never leave the South if I can if I can help it. Like I will live now. I will live in the South my entire life if I can. But um, you know, my wife might have other plans for us. Yeah. We were trying to find a house for my in-laws to live in. Mm-hmm. And we were like a three bedroom right now is about twenty two hundred dollars to rent. Mm. To rent? Three bed to rent. <laughs> To rent, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, I know. We were, about, we were talking about that. Me and my wife, even down here, like once the kids get out of the house and stuff, we're thinking maybe we could sell the house and you know rent because we'll we'll our plan is to be traveling more. But nah, just <laughs> I'd rather pay for my more pay my mortgage off mm-hmm. and just have. Have somebody come take care of our house. Like every month, we do make sure it's clean. There's no water leaking places. Cool, because the rent is ridiculous out here these days. You need to buy one of those RVs and just travel the country, going from convention to convention, selling Ace Blade books and stuff. Yeah. Hey, don't don't tempt me, because uh, <laughs> that sounds fun to me. <laughs> Wait, I can just see fun. you driving around with a, a purple RV <laughs> with the giant Ace Blade logo on the side. <laughs> It'll be it'll be like the Madden bus. <laughs> hey, I'll do it. Shoot, if I could, if my wife would do that, buddy, I, every I'd be going from state to state. That's how um um uh, Joe Lisi, 
he's a he's an artist that uh he's another artist that i'm trying to get um cover for but he you know he does this huge you know setup like uh 10 feet tall 20 feet wide of just posters and banners that he does in his style he's kind of got like a a scotty young style um okay but he you know so he travels from convention celebrating so he did heroes con then he drove all the way to colorado now he's like all the way he's coming back on this like this i think he's going to uh sundown somewhere down in miami or but you know that's the life bro that's the life i can't do that Hey. I could not do. I I know people that do that. Like I, I there was a guy I know, and that's all he does is he travels from different conventions. And I'm like, that's just too much, man. What's to say, hey, hey, bro? When did you get out of the army? I remember you showing me some early Ace Play stuff. I've been wondering how you are. Hey, there you go. You famous, famous man. <laughs> I uh, listen. <laughs> out of the army for a minute. I got out in 2016, actually. Uh, 2016, I, I got out, but I started working for. Uh, the VA, the VA, uh, Department of Veterans Affairs. So, you know, that, that time kind of transferred over. So, who is that though? Jeremy Gross. Jeremy Gross? Where are you from? Obviously, from the Army. <laughs> I mean, obviously, from the Army, but I, I was in Iraq. I was in Greensboro. I was in uh, Kuwait. I went to South America. Like, what part of South America? I, uh, we went to some Salvador. For okay. to build a to build a hospital out there. Nice. That's one of my dreams. That's like my bucket list is to actually uh, go to not necessarily South America, but it's Latin or Central America. I uh, mm-hmm. go to Belize, where my grandmother and my dad are from. So nice. All right, Jeremy said he got out in 2015. Good deal. He's still nursing from Greensboro. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, one of them 68 whiskeys out there. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, if you uh, if you're in the area, man, come through the shop. I'm in Burlington. Come come through the shop one day. Uh, hit, send me a message and, and come through. I'd like to catch up with you. This is not Danny reconnect time. Just so you know. <laughs> yes, it is. Apparently, because oh. I, I mean we don't have a guest, so I told and, you. And no one's want to. No one wants to come on to the show. Like no one said, "Hey, I'll hop on." We had people commenting, but no one wants to get. We're just, we're just hanging out, bro. Amen. Give it another ten minutes. We'll just hang out and talk. This is a good. This is a great uh, podcast episode. <laughs> Share my way into the with the sixty eight whiskey. <laughs> hey, the, hey, the specialist the specialist army, bro. We hey, we know how to do it. <laughs> we get to where we want to get to. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I'm on on Church Street. Uh, I'll send you. I'll send you the. I got you. I'm gonna send you the send you the stuff. Send me a DM either on YouTube or uh, on Facebook. I'll I'll send you the address. I got you. I got you. This is the worst podcast episode ever. <laughs> no, it's not. It's good. We we decided we we found out some things about each other. We realized that you know you hate Jim Carrey, and we realized that you know we both have been busy with with Wait, what? Uh, comic book stuff. We both have stuff coming out. And you know, this is this has been a uh an invigorating conversation. Like I'm enlightened now. Wait, okay, wait. How did we go to <laughs> I hate Jim Carrey? I just said, said I don't not like Jim Carrey in the Batman. Jim Carrey should have never played the Joker 
or the Riddler, and he mm-hmm. uh, and he sucks at life. That's what I heard you say. Like, I'm sure if I if we rewind it back, those are the exact words that you said. I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> See, really now you do. hate me. Now you hate me. I mean, we've done what 20, 30 episodes together. Now you hate me. Right, just this is. Yeah, yeah. But see, this is probably how Morgan feels when he does top five with you. So I'm all right. No, I think him, him he hates Javon more than me. I think. <laughs> wow. I think, I think he hates Javon more than me. Uh, him and him and Javon. I'm usually the peacekeeper on top five. Them jokers, they be going back and forth. You're usually the punching bag on top five. I take they that. Just double. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind that. I, I like that. I like that as my, uh, you know. I get it from my kids, you know, they, they joke on me because I don't have any hair because I'm bald and I'm turning gray, you know, okay. a little overweight. So, you know, I'm punching bag at home and then, you know, get on the weekly podcasts and get joked on there, too. I, I've been I was I've been a nerd my whole life. I'm used to it. I can take the punches. Like Captain America mm-hmm. said, I can do this all day. Wow, that was horrible. But, but thank you for bringing that back to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Since we only have a few more minutes, let me ask you, what comics are you reading or have read recently? Ugh, let me see. Recently, I've been reading. I recently read those uh, What If Miles Morales books. Um, there's a Did you read book the Thor called, one? I read the Thor one. It was, it was probably the worst of the four, honestly. But it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. You know, I, I understood what it was trying to do, but it was over the top. Was it was over the top? So, but um, also there's an image book called Door Bomb that came out um, um, by a local creator, um, and um, you know, local to, to out. local to North Carolina. I think he's from North Carolina. He signed in um, when the book came out down in Greensboro, which is uh, you know about 20, 20 minutes from here. Okay. So, uh, um. Then just Nubia. I've been trying to keep up with Nubia and the Milestone books. Um, Static and uh, Blood Syndicate is out now. So, oh, you're right. I gotta go get that. I gotta go get that. Okay. Yes, go get those. Go get those. Even though you know they didn't accept me for the Milestone initiative, I'll still support them. I'm just letting that that breathe. That look that you have right now. Huh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the sadness out. that was in your voice when you said that. <laughs> must have spaced out. I don't know. I don't know where I went. But yeah, uh, check out uh, you know all the milestone books. They're great. Uh, what you what you been reading? Have you been you been reading anything? <laughs> now we gonna go back and, and talk about milestone. <laughs> no, but you okay? You're right. You didn't get picked. But the people that did get picked, they're supremely talented. Not that you're not, but this this isn't like people that got picked were worse than you in any way. They're at your level, nah. if not some people better. But nah, yeah, this wasn't like no. Nah, I'm, I'm happy for the folk that. Got, I mean, yeah. it's it, it was dope, but I'm still it was just too much talent. Much. Yeah, I guess. Oh, see, my wife is calling. My wife is calling. Hold on. Uh oh. All right, you all fill right. in. I'm, I'm, all right. So, hey, books I've been reading. We're going to mute you. 
uh, books that I've been reading is uh, I've actually been going back and reading Wayward, which is from Image Comics. Uh, it came out about four or five years ago uh, by Jim Zub. Real quick, I'll be right, right back. I got to run. I'll be right back. Just put me on mute. Can you come back with better Wi-Fi or something, too? Talk to the people. I'll be right back. All right. Whatever. All right. So anyways, uh, Wayward is by Jim Zub. Um, he's been a writer for Marvel Image Comics for a while. And this is a book that he came out with about four or five years ago. And it's about these group of teenagers in Japan that basically discover they have powers and they're ancestors from the different demons and gods of Japan and around the world. And it was pretty dope. Um, I've gotten through chapter two so far with the third chapter. So have like me halfway through that. So been reading that um, I've been reading saga. Uh, I recently read an indie book called they call him nobody. I think it was, or it was nobody, uh, which was, by Braden Cox it was from a Kickstarter fairly, really well done. Um, I highly recommend it if you want to get something that's, you know, different than maybe some of the other superhero stuff out there. Uh, I thought it was fairly well done. And Braden, if you're watching this, congratulations. Um, I hope you come up with something in that genre again. Uh, you okay? I'm okay. She's okay. There was, right. there was a bug, there was a bug next door. She wanted to kill it. <laughs> this, hey, this is real life, man. This is real life. She literally this be like one of them. Was this like one of those giant Australian bugs that was like? Oh, it was a millipede. It was it was a little little millipede on the floor, and she accidentally stepped on it. So she actually killed it. Stepped on it. She was like, "Come get it." Bruh, it's weird. This All right, is well, this is a life of entrepreneurship next yeah. door to your wife. But you love every moment of it. You love every moment of it. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been reading. You Danny missed all of it. So uh don't tell him what I read. It's all right. I'll go back and watch it in the video. Do you ever really watch our old videos? I don't. Um not really. Okay. I was like, I I, I don't think I've well, that's not true. I do go back because I have to edit for the podcast, but I don't like for entertainment. Go back and watch it. Um, no, I don't really. I watch the the clips that you post. Well, when you post clips, you're supposed to be posting clips. But uh, I would used to watch them on TikTok. But you know, you stop you stop doing TikTok. Like for some reason, you like you don't want to do TikTok no more. So whatever. Cool. Wait, I've posted a TikTok. Almost every day this week. Have you not seen you this? Reposted, you reposted my TikTok. I saw that, but okay. But you don't see my any of my posts. I haven't seen I haven't seen a post besides that one probably in a month. Okay, so there's something going on with my interactions and as far as TikTok, because I don't see anything you've posted. Yeah, you I, think, I remember you saying today that you uh that you uh, hadn't seen my stuff in a while. See? So and I've like unfollowed and refollowed you just to see if it was like a glitch. They ain't going algorithm, man. That's how they get you. They don't. They don't like. Let me see. All right, I'm. I'm actually going back and looking at my. Besides the one, I posted one yesterday. Day before that, I posted one on the fourth of July. Posted two on the fourth of July. Posted the me inking. Yeah. I don't. Know. Yeah, I did see that one. I did see the one with ink and um, but, but that's because I, I tagged you in that one. 
Yep. All right, man. I don't know. TikTok hates black people, apparently. So that's get out of this. Yeah, I think I probably I probably have a million followers if I was some other race. But all right. I think this might be a great time for us to move on to our quick takes portion of the show. Um Danny, do you have quick takes for me? Um the the homie Jeremy sent me a message already. Um no, no one can see that with your dial up connection, dude. That's good. It's uh I don't know if you should see this. <laughs> what what is what does it say? What does it say? What does it say? He just sent me a, a picture of uh the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So but um no, I don't got any quick takes. Um I just want to congratulate you, man. I'm proud of you for uh the hustle, the work. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Just because you don't have quick takes on me, I don't have quick takes. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. You don't have any quick takes. Quick takes. Let's go. Kyron's quick takes. We're doing Kyron's quick takes today. That's right. Mm. Five questions. I'm not even going to put the timer, so it's not really that quick. But five questions I thought of before the show, since you had no quick takes to go. Um, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to answer them because I'm a jerk right. like that. Cool. Um, I got these not scouring your social media anyway because I'm not a stalker like that. But these are just ones I came up with, top of my dome. So let's go into it. Question one: Wait, do you want a timer or no? Timer, no timer. It's, it don't matter. It's gonna be quick. I know how to All answer. Right. 20 seconds or less. All right. All right. Question number one. What is the, your favorite comic that you own? Ooh, that's a hard one. Jeez. I thought you said <laughs> you knew how to answer these. Um, I got a See, cane not? number one. I got a cane number one back there. Uh, for, uh, okay. Still pretty cover. I think that's my favorite actual comic. And probably the, okay. the one comic that I don't think anybody else has like in their collection. Yeah, I don't even remember what Kane was, so. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right. All right. So, all right. All right. Uh, hold on. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Uh, nope. Let me re- <laughs> <laughs> hold on. All right. Question two. What is the most valuable comic that you own? Ooh. Most valuable one. I have a... My most valuable one is probably one that I assign the value to because it is no, nah, you can't uh, do no, no. It's a nil, but listen though, it's a okay. Neil Adams uh, variant cover, play number one that is mm-hmm. signed by Stan Lee. Okay, and there's only there's only two of them graded in the world, so okay. to me, it's very valuable. All right. Probably more valuable <laughs> than any of the the mainstream books that I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's Ace Blade. It's all about Ace Blade for you. All right. Have you ever gone back and actually like valued your your collection at all? Like gone back and no, not really. I mean, like the the stuff that I collect, I collect just because like it's most of it is is 
it's mostly it's terrible to say, but it's mostly black comics. So it's like like I got static. Why is that like terrible? I, got, I mean, that's what I collect. That's what I like to have. But they're not the value of them. The traditional value of them is not as high as you know some of the stuff that I have on the wall. Like I got um, Detective Comics, the first appearance of Robin, like the reprints up there, and those go for oh. forty fifty dollars. It's a, okay, yeah, I was it's gonna say, wait, you had the original? That's the most value. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's definitely a reprint. But I got, you know, I got ten of them that my mom found. Okay. Um, and there's a fifty dollar reprint. It's a fifty dollar book. So, nice. um, but the most valuable black owned comic, like the, I got Static Number One back there. I got, you know, I got all the Milestone Number Ones. I got that King book. I got, you know, uh, Bishop's first appearance. You know, stuff like that. Um, there you go. And those are, you know, twenty, thirty dollar books. So, um, if that, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a passion. Hold on, I gotta look that up. Bishop's first appearance. I have that book, but I want to see what that. It was two eighty two. Okay, because yeah. I have the first appearance of Bishop, and I was a huge X Men fan, and I have the first appearance of uh, Jubilee. Now, oh, really? And. Right now, that issue is going on eBay for about $400. Jeez. But I have it signed by Mark Silvestri, the guy who drew the issue. Oh, so wow. I'm like, yeah, man. Um, but I never understood that. Like, it's always been a, a valuable book. Yeah, Jubilee. But, I, but, we have some fans out there. I guess so. But, like, I'm looking at the first issue of uh, Bishop. And you can buy it on eBay for, like, 20 bucks. Like what? Exactly. Like you see what I'm saying? Like I and I would say Bishop is a more popular character than Jubilee. Yes. Um. So at least in my mind, it is. <laughs> why is that? Why is that the way that it is? I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Question number three. Fun fact, though. Fun fact that I found out on TikTok actually. Bishop was supposed to be Filipino. The yes. the creator, the creator of Bishop is a, a Filipino man who, um, he was supposed to be Filipino, but the his editor came in before, you know, they put colors in and was like, hey, can can this new character be black? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So yep. Will Portacio, he was like, yep. and Will Portacio is Filipino. He's like, hey, I wanted to have representation for my people, and Marvel <laughs> was like, like nah, hey. black represent black, we need black black representation. <laughs> we, we trying to get our black audience up here. <laughs> It's like worry about worry about your people next time, but yeah. pretty cool. And a next time did not come until like two, three years ago when they had a right. Filipino character. Yeah. Right. What's up, Brad Arnie? All right. Brad. Question three. We've talked about your favorite comic book. We talked about your most valuable comic book. What comic book would you want to own? That you don't <sighs> have, I guess. Let's see. Let me see. I want I want storms. I want all the storms comics. I didn't no, realize. No, just comic. one individual comic, not a whole run. Just one comic. That's why I said what comic, not comics. It's comic. Well, if it's, if it's one comic, it'll be storm number one. Like I don't have a storm number one, and it's not like a, a huge key or anything like that. But I just recently found out that storm had a run, like a a. a you know, a run of her, her miniseries. Yeah, she had a miniseries. 
So, um, so you want out of every book that you have with Stormy, you want the miniseries of Storm number one, not Giant Size X Men number one, which was her first appearance, but the miniseries that she had. I guess I guess that would be a better a better own Storm person. <laughs> but nah, I want the I want like I want Storm to get more like I want Storm to get more of her own shine because Storm is like one of the best mutants. One yeah. of the most powerful mutants ever created. Alpha level. Yeah. Alpha level mutant. And you know, she just doesn't get the respect she deserves. Um, I mean, at least they, you know, in the newer stuff, her and Magneto are, are kind of hit the head, you know, they're kind of running things. But you know, she need to get her own her own her own book, her own movie, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think that'll be cool. I'm hoping with the uh Wakanda Forever movie coming out that we'll get a storm appearance cameo like how they had professor x in dr strange just throw her in there just for a scene and get everybody worked up like it's a roto like you don't have to call a storm you just call it a roto and people be like oh it's on or if she's the one who killed t'challa that would be kind of cool now why we got to say somebody killed t'challa we we, why can't we not recast t'challa he's gonna die so like why can't we not recast him i will never understand I agree with you, but it's not happening. Why do you have a paintbrush? What are you doing? I'm painting my life as we talk. Okay. It's just a big piece of crap right now, but that's what I'm painting. <laughs> All right, anyway. Question four. We talked about your comics that you want, that you own, that's your most valuable. But if you were creating a comic, an Ace Blade comic, what art team would you want to do a variant cover for the Ace Blade? So like your the artist, the inker, the colorist. If you could just pick anybody, who would you want to do a variant cover for you? Well, like you got, money's no option. Money's no option. Money's um, no option. I would like to get I would like to get Brian Stelfreeze to do one. Okay. I, that's who I that's who I re, like my next real like high shooting goal. We just you know we just got Daryl Banks to do one. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, I recently got talked to Brian Stillfreeze at Heroes Con, you know, just for briefly for yeah. a second. He's, he's a cool really dude. He's, he's a cool, cool dude. And I would like to get Stillfreeze to do an Ace Blade cover. I think that would okay. be really dope. Just from top to bottom, pencils, inks, colors, everything. Him. Um, I think that would be dope because he's just just a master of the craft. Um, now, if you if yeah. you got that, I'd want to see him do a watercolor of it. Yeah, yeah, his watercolors. He does are. amazing watercolors. Yeah, he did a so he did a piece at uh, at Heroes Con because they always do a, a art auction on Saturdays, right? So he did a piece um, and donated it to the auctionist. They they raised money for the Michael J. Fox Foundation, you know. Um, and um, the piece went for five thousand dollars. Like his his piece, he you know it was uh, Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, and. Um, there were some other characters in there too. I can't remember right now, but piece went for five thousand. It was, was awesome. a good choice. I did not think you would pick Brian Stillfreeze, but that was a good choice. I, I love me some, you know, Stillfreeze is, is amazing. Like I said, we I was blessed to be able to get. Like I've had Neil Adams do covers. I, you know, I work with a lot of, you know, indie artists and stuff like that. But Stillfreeze the is is the the one right now in my. And I'm like, that's that's where my goal is set. If I can get him to do one. Be all right. all right, man. This is the final question. And I'm taking a, a cue from you. 
um, with doing. Wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. Do you ever hear that having a celebrity artist? Wait, but understand they do a variant would feel less like a variant. Yes. Yeah. Like, so. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The answer is yeah. <laughs> I always worry about that. Yeah. Because, but it'd still be cool to do. It's it's cool to do. Like the Neil Adams one at the time, it was Ace Blade number one. It was the first comic, right? Just so happens um the co-creator of Ace Blade was working with Stan Lee to, you know, he was one of his the ones passing him books to sign stuff or whatever. So he you know, he had some was making some connections at shows. He was like, yo, why don't we just ask Neil Adams if he'll do one? What's the process to get a commission? He went and asked. He was like, it's going to be $500 or something like that. And then on top of that, you know, whatever for, uh, you know, uh, reprinting all that stuff. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So that first Kickstarter that we did for Ace Blood number one, pretty much all that money went to to that. Like, <laughs> went to get that variant cover, like, I, uh, um, and to print the books. So, um, but yeah, it's a, you know, it's one of them things, man. It's just like it was. It's great to do. Now it's a piece of the history of Ace Blade. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the the man just passed recently, so it's like, it's a. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just think it's. I think it's pretty cool, and to have like Daryl Banks do one. I got Kyron who did one. Like now, my my goal is to you know get other artists, get other you know artists to do them who you know have their own books. And um, Michael, you know, Michael Watson's done one. We got uh, Marcus Williams. Like it's. I mean, it's, I just think it's cool. So it's, I feel like I should I should read this for our podcasting listeners. So Chuck Pino yeah. in the chat said, "Do you ever worry that having celebrity artists?" Way above your standing, do a variant would feel less like a variant and more like a financial flex. That's what we're talking about. And I honestly, for me, if I had to get an artist to do like a saw variant, I'd want Adam Hughes. He's known mm. for his women. He does amazing mm. covers. And my my, what what are we looking at? Do you know we can't see nothing with your janky Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> what is that? Are these Adam Hughes? Anyway, I think that's Larry Stroman, isn't it? I know. I can't this, tell. Or is that Alex Ross? That's Alex Ross. That's who it is. That's who I thought you were talking about. <laughs> no. Alex Ross. Adam Hughes, uh, amazing artist. Does he did Ghosts back in the nineties for Dark Horse? He's done Wonder Woman. He's yeah, done I know you're talking Captain Marvel. But yeah. Chuck said he'll do one for us. Hey, man, Chuck, you want to do a, a cover? Let's do it, man. I'd be down. But I would love to have Adam Hughes do a cover. But then I realized, is an Adam Hughes cover or anybody of that stature financially worth it? Like, am I going to get enough people that say, oh, my God, that's Adam Hughes. Even though I don't know what that character is, I want that book now because Adam Hughes to buy it. And I just don't think it is. Just, just on me. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Right. Oh man, okay, I got excited for a second. Yeah, Adam Hughes is, is is absolutely dope. Um, but and and that's true though because I literally we printed um I want to say fifty of those um those Neil Adams comics. We actually we had Joe Staten do one too. So we had Neil Adams and Joe Staten do um covers. He's the creator of Killwalk. He's done a lot of Kill Dick Tracy back and like that. We had them do covers for Ace Black Number One. We probably sold fifty of them total, and we didn't reprint them. Like we never reprinted them because we're like, okay, move on to Ace Black Number Two. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
Um, you know, we're finally getting back to where we're about to reprint these things. And like I, now I don't know if it's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if they'll sell or not, but we're, yeah. we're going to have them available. So, like, I know if, if I got like Jim Lee, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I, I'd probably be able to make that up. Rob Liefeld, Rob Liefeld has a huge following that buy his stuff no matter what. But there are certain artists that are amazing, but I don't see their fan base that are that ravenous that will buy everything that they make. So that's why I don't I don't reach out to celebrities and be like, hey, can you do this cover? I, I try not to. I try to stay in my lane a little bit on that. Yeah. If for me, it's, it's really the fun of, for me, it's, it's the fan part of it, though. Like, I... I enjoy making the comics and I, you know, it's just something that I would like and you got to kind of enjoy the process of making it. So that, that kind of stuff kind of, you know, kind of entices me to keep creating. Like, I'm, I'm like, yo, if I can, you know, make this connection, but even with, even with indie artists, like even with people who are on that, you know, that next tier, like um, Sanford Green or, um, you know, somebody like that, who is dope to, you know, who lives in the area, but, you know, he's, they about to have an HBO, they about to have a, a movie deal and all this stuff. Like, they're doing it. And it's like, yo, I kind of want to make this part of the story. And it's just kind of fun and cool to do. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I enjoy it. And um, I'm going to keep doing it as long as my wife says it's okay. All right. All right. That was a long question for So, we have one more question. Oh, shoot. And... <laughs> Just like you have recently been doing top fives for everything on these, question five is going to be a top five. Now, the basketball season just ended. Congrats to the Golden State Warriors, the Sacramento Kings of, of California. You know. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> but Terrible. I want to know, who are your top five favorite basketball players? <laughs> I know, I know. It's Michael Jordan one through four, but who's number five? Then is it Rajon Rondo? Is that what it is? <laughs> um, my top five basketball basketball of all time. Uh, all time. I would go LeBron. Well, all right, we'll go five to one. I'll say Shaq for me. Um, yeah. Shaq always the most amazing player I've ever seen. I love watching him play. Um, yeah. we're gonna go. Al Iverson at number four, just electric, changed the game of basketball. Um, number three has got to be – dang, number three is tough. I want to say – Is it really? I'm putting Larry Bird at number three. Larry Bird at number three because Bird, Bird dominated for his time. Like he, he killed it. Jordan at number two, LeBron at number one. Of course. How are you going to put Larry Bird over Kobe Bryant over Tim Duncan? I went back and watched the game. Charles Barkley. I went back and watched the game. Larry Bird was that dude, bro. I went back and watched the game. I get that. No, I I totally, I have total respect for Larry Bird. He's a top 75 NBA talent. He's one of the best players of all time. But we're talking about top five players here yes top five favorites like favorites larry bird was that like the stories that you hear today about players who played with larry bird are just as good as the jordan stories that you hear like the the the, you expected him to come in with his with his plumber mustache and not be able to play but this 
dude was demolishing everybody in, oh, in yeah, yeah. all get out about it. So I gotta go with I gotta okay. go with Bird at three. All right, man. I mean, it's your list. I can't I can't I can't <laughs> down you on that. Um Bird did put I, I, in that I, I, work. You're right. I, I he did. Know. He put in that work. I, I'm not who, saying he can't who play. Who would you put in your top five favorite players then? Like, I don't. I don't even know any Sacramento Kings current players. So, <laughs> who? Who would it be? Uh, Chris Weber, Vladi Divac, <laughs> Jason Williams, Peter Sojakovic, and Doug Christie. Come on. <laughs> My top five. It'd be Jordan. It'd be LeBron, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq. And my team would demolish anybody. I never I never liked uh, I, I wouldn't I don't think Kobe and Shaq could play on Kobe and uh Jordan can play on the same team. Um they probably can, I, but it'd still be a dope team. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Kobe, no, no, no. Kobe will actually be willing to play with Jordan. He he's willing to take that step back if he needs to. And Kobe played defense. See, he, yeah, he but, slide into that that uh Scottie Pippen role. Very true. I can't put I can't put Kobe. I know people are you know all about Kobe, but I didn't like Kobe because Kobe was a clone of Michael Jordan. Like I never I never liked Kobe. I respected Kobe's game. I respected his passion, but Kobe just wanted to do what Michael Jordan did, and that's a cool way to 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 be. But you can't. Kobe be just Michael wanted Jordan. to be like the greatest player of all time, but I'm not gonna like him. But like a not a carbon copy, like you gotta be yourself. You have you have to be yourself when you're playing mm-hmm. basketball. Allen Iverson was himself. Shaq was himself. But wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Allen Iverson was himself. No, wait. Okay, Allen Iverson was himself, but only because he was six feet tall. If that brother was six <laughs> foot six, he would be Michael Jordan. <laughs> and you cannot tell me that's not true. That's if terrible. he was six foot six, six foot seven, he would have been no, Michael bro. Jordan. No, he would have been Kobe Bryant because he had the same tenacity as Kobe. That's there's exactly lot, the same thing. He was just shorter. Kobe and Kobe and, uh, Kobe and AI. I can I give you that, but uh, AI. You know, even even outside of basketball, the culture that AI brought into the game, like the the braids and the tattoos and the the baggage, you know, all of that stuff. Like they put that on AI. Like it was like, okay, this dude is really from from a different place, and he's forming to what we want him to be. So, you know, I just think that's kind of cool. Same thing with Larry Bird. He was, you know, he was himself. He was cornbread. Uh, <laughs> like, he was he was the standard white dude, but he was balling. He was killing it. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to put down Larry Bird because I, I agree. He could play. But for, for you to say he's your top five favorite, that's I, hey, man, whatever, I guess, man. I like, I like Bird, man. I like Bird. I, I know. I, now I'm a, I have to go back and redo an Ace Blade cover with Larry Bird playing basketball one on one with Ace Blade. <laughs> he wasn't number one. I mean, he's not. I don't care. I want him to go against Ace Blade. But <laughs> all, right, all right, we'll have Ace Blade Duncan with Larry Bird in the background just waving the towel. Is that, is that good? I love it. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take. It. All right, man. Well, this has been a good episode, even though it was not what we had initially planned on. Um, Melissa White, if you actually go back and listen to this, we'd love to have you on, um, hopefully someday. But uh, yeah. Yeah. She hasn't done anything on social media in a while, so hopefully she's okay. 
But I guess, uh, Danny, where can we find you, all your work at, um, all that good stuff? If you want to find me, you can find me here at Fourth Productions uh, in Burlington, North Carolina, or you can search the web for The Ace Blade on some media, or head up our website, fourthwallpros.com. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Taurus Comics, uh, T-A-U-R-U-S Comics. Um, or you go to my website, TaurusComics.com, pick up all my books. Uh, and if you happen to go to your comic book store and they have exciting comics issues, 25, pick it up, support my, my series. My book is in that from Antarctic Press, so go check it out. But if this is your first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, uh, come back in a couple weeks. I honestly have no idea who we're supposed to have on in two weeks. I haven't looked at the the schedule. Uh, but don't shake your head at me. It's been a no, long couple. I come do my job. I show up almost on time, and I and I talk for the entire time. I do my job. You're supposed to know the schedule. All right, y'all. Hiring your fire. All right, I've got to bring in. Actually, I just looked at it. We have nobody listed for the 23rd of July. So, hey, if you want to be on the show two weeks from now, our regular show time is 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. If you want to be on the show, hit me up on social media. Go to our website, 4talespodcast.com. That's the number four, T-A-L-E-S, podcast.com. Um, we will get you on the show and uh, hopefully have a good time. But until then, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves. Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say.